Good evening. Good evening. It's a great night. A great night. <clears throat> Appreciate everybody coming out tonight and listening and partaking and we just without without any hype or you know any um any emotionalism in trying to talk up this year this is just this is a year of completeness of of things being completed and it's a year of abundance and just keep that in your heart. Just every day, every day, just keep that. I'm, I'm sharing with you what I believe God said to me. And, and it is a year of abundance. And, and, and that will look different to everybody. In everybody's world, it'll be a little bit different. And, and God, God wants you to experience it and be a part of of tapping into the abundance that he has for your life remember it's not just the abundance of finances it's not just it's not just one form of abundance it's abundance in every area you know if you've lacked the peace of god in your life let's say you've lacked it maybe in your marriage relationship maybe you've lacked it in in relationship with family members or friends or people, you know, on the job or something. There's been a lack of peace in your life. The Bible says that Jesus gave you his peace. The chastisement of his of your peace was on him, right? So is that just enough peace? That's an abundance of peace. Right? And you need to tap into that, and you need to draw from that peace and, and, and literally activate it. And, and the, the things that we're talking about and that we've been talking about had to do with having vision for what is yours. And, and if you don't understand what is yours in Christ, then the rest of what quote, vision is, won't make any sense. And, and, and you really won't see the fulfillment of it. Why would, why would you want to see yourself get something that you scratched and dug and worked hard for, and then there was no fulfillment in it? If you were after a certain position, a job, and... 50 other people got it, and you cheated your way to get that position. There wouldn't be any fulfillment in that. But when you're believing for the favor of God in what you do, and you're, you're developing the understanding of God's favor working for you, and, and you begin to tap into what that is and what it looks like, and, and you receive something in your life when it seems like in the natural it would be impossible, what seems to be impossible in the natural is possible with God. All things are possible. Nothing is impossible with our God, right? That's what we want to draw from in this year because in that redemptive revelation, 
And, and when, I, when I'm using that term redemptive revelation, what, what I'm meaning is this. That it's, 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 it's what Jesus has redeemed you out of and into. So, so if there's lack in your life where peace is concerned, he's redeemed you out of the lack of peace into the abundance of peace. Right? And you can, you can apply that in anything that you that you deal with in life. I don't care what it is, anything that you're facing, anything that is, it is, that is contrary to what Jesus delivered you from, you have a right to the opposite of what it looks like in the natural. That's redemptive revelation. Without that, you perish. Did we read that? Yeah. I mean, with, without that, you're not successful in this life. Without it, Without it, the vision in your life will not have a voice in the end. Why? Because you won't make it to the end. Adolf Hitler had a vision. But that vision had no voice in the end. His vision was to take over the world. And in doing so, it didn't matter how many people he had to mutilate and destroy to get there. He was after controlling the whole world. What happened? The problem was that wasn't a vision from God. It wasn't, it wasn't a vision through the redemptive revelation of God. And so it had no voice in the end. What, what we're after is that when, when you're done here on planet Earth, that, that you stepped into and fulfilled the plan that God had for your life. And that plan had a voice. I was telling you the story about my dad today. And, and I, I was watching him at 82 years old. I was watching the vision that he had years ago in his life. That vision, I'm watching it come to pass. I'm watching it manifest. It has a voice. Not because he's tried to make it happen. It, it was a voice as a result of the character and, and the attitude of his life, and it really came to fruition when he got born again. And until we get born again, this redemptive understanding about what we're redeemed from can't become alive in us. And I'm telling you right now, you, it's your job, everybody say, it's my job. And it's literally a job. I mean, it's, it's a privilege, but it's work. It is, it is work and, and it's something that you're requi- that's required out of you for the rest of your life to understand what Jesus has redeemed you from and what he's redeemed you into. So, <clears throat> we're going to pick up from this morning. And um, all, all, of the, all of the team leaders, I, I instructed you to have just something written down and you know we're gonna I'm gonna go over them up here critiquing for spelling and punctuation and all those kind of things so make sure they're real perfect no no nobody's reading it don't put your name on it or anything else it's something that you have you're gonna keep it but you're gonna we're gonna pray for it and the way we're gonna do this at the end tonight is I'm first going to pray over all all the team leaders in the body that have vision that you're writing down. And then, and then after that, I'm going to take half of the congregation. You're going to stand up here, and I'm going to pray over you, each one of you. Just lay my hand on it, and then I'm going to do it the other half. 
The Bible says if any two agree as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done. And I'm telling you, I've come in here tonight with great faith for the fulfillment of what God has put in your heart to come to pass. Now, in saying that, I wanted you to bring something that you wrote vision down about your life. Now, probably everybody in here would have questions about, well, do you want me to do this, or did you want me to write like this, or did you, probably everybody would have questions about vision, because everybody does. Well, I'm going to teach about how my wife and I, how we have written out vision. I'm going to teach you tonight how that, that's happened. So as you have your list with you, whether it's on paper or in phones or iPad or whatever, um, as, as I'm teaching this tonight, you might kind of tweak what you have, and I want you to do that. And, and I want you to tweak it from here on out because vision constantly evolves. What doesn't evolve is the cause, and the cause is Christ. And the cause of Christ is the understanding of redemptive revelation. What we've been redeemed from and what we've been redeemed into. We've been redeemed from bondage into his marvelous light, right? And everything that that means on a personal level day to day is what's so vital for you to understand every day because that's what gives you purpose day to day it's what gives you purpose it gives you power to have purpose to overcome and it's vital that we understand that so tonight as I'm, I'm sharing what I'm going to share with you make any corrections in the vision and if you came tonight and maybe you weren't here or something you're just here and didn't hear about writing your vision down just write vision down and, and you'll know a, uh, this should be very clear, very precise, and to the point. And, and so if you haven't res- written vision out, you can do it while you're, you know, while you're sitting there. And then I want to lay hands and pray over each one of those. Um, so we're going to start in, back where we started today in Habakkuk, chapter 2. <clears throat> Habakkuk 2. Um, So, all, all year long, all this coming year, we are going to We are are going to celebrate the manifestation of fulfilled vision. All year we're going to do this. We're going to celebrate it in different ways. Um, Because it's it's very important, and it comes from this verse of Scripture, for there to be a clear understanding of what ultimately what it is that we're doing and i'm talking about corporately here it's it's very important to understand what we're doing and and all year we're going to celebrate 
when, when certain things happen. We're going to focus on it because, because along the way, because of, because of the fact that vision evolves along the way throughout this year, as we celebrate manifestation, in some of you, it'll click. Some of you may leave here tonight and it may not be totally clear because vision constantly evolves. But you should leave here with something more clear than when you walked in. Okay? Now, the ultimate vision and goal of Gates of the City is what we've talked about for the last three years. The Great Commission and the Great Commandment. That's, that's what we're here for. It's to love God and people, to understand how much God loves us, and with that love, disciple people. That's what we're here for. Our connect groups are one of the things that have been important to develop so that you are busy making disciples even whether you believe it or, I mean, whether you understand it or not, whether you realize what you're doing through relationships as you're helping people to increase. Most people, I saw a statistic not too long ago that said that most people do not understand how other people view them. There are a lot of people in, in grown-up bodies that still view themselves as a teenager. They don't really see themselves serious or that people take them serious. I saw a statistic, it kind of shocked me, that, that the percentage was that high that most people don't view, don't understand how other people view them. So they, they think that everybody sees them the way they see themselves. Well, it's not that you sh you're created to live your life concerned about what everybody thinks about you, but when you have redemptive revelation, when you have knowledge and understanding of what Jesus has done for you, not only delivered you from, but, but opened the door for you to step into, you want other people, you know, the, the farther I've walked in God, I want people to see, to see that on me. So, when it says here to write the vision, okay, I told you about that little threefold that I did years ago in the church. Well, I got finished, we printed the threefold and I opened it up and read it and I looked at it and thought, well, that wasn't everything because from the time that I wrote it down to the time that we got it printed, there were other things that opened up. And we have a little threefold out here that has just some basic things in it. But that says as much as the other one did, but it's totally different because it evolves, right? So the Bible says that the Word of God has been written on the tablet of every person's heart, on the paper of every person's heart, on the stone of every person's heart. First and foremost, redemptive revelation and vision has to be not just on paper like this, it's got to be written on the tablet of your heart. So that when people see it in you and see that you believe it, they can begin to run with it. Because, you know, if all you and I ever do is talk about what other people do, people aren't necessarily going to believe that. But when they see things manifesting in your life, that you're not just a talker, but you're a doer, and, you and results get produced in your life, and they see that, it speaks volumes. And 
There's no pressure for you to perform so that people will see it. I'm going to say that to you again. There's no pressure for you to perform. There's, there is a desire that is being created in everybody that's sitting here tonight to understand vision and what we define that vision is, to understand that and, and let the vision do the work. I don't have to force it. it it'll happen. When, 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 I, when I realize that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world in everything that I face, then people are going to see the calmness in my life that, that they may hear, and you, you walked through that whole thing? Yeah. I walked through it victorious. I'm healed in the name, whatever it is, whatever I walked through. And they think, and you didn't lose it over that? No. No. And, and if they ask you, you can tell them because of the peace of God. You see, that's how people see it in you. And, and it's not something forced. You see, if, if something happens to me and then, you know, Randy asks me something about what I went through, oh, no, but, you know, the word works. And, and, and you can almost sense when someone's trying to convince you that it worked. No, no, you don't have to do that. See, the vision itself will do the work. And that's what we're going to see in Scripture tonight. That's what's so important. Because all the other things, all, all the, the jobs that we work or inventions that you come up with or businesses that you start or do any of those kind of things, none of that will bring the fulfillment of what God is doing if you don't have the vision of redemptive revelation. If you don't have the real revelation of vision, then the vision for other things will be forced. And we don't, we don't, want, we don't want to live our lives trying to force something. We want to live our lives in the peace of God. And other people are watching that. And I tell you what, it's more important to God that other people see His truths working in you than it is for us to, you know, try to make something happen and try to get God to bless it. And so often, we, we, we've worked things, I'm not saying any of you, I'm saying humanity has worked things from a laboring standpoint instead of a believing perspective. And that's what we're talking about tonight regarding personal and corporate vision coming together. Okay, so we're going to start. Um, Habakkuk 2 and verse 2, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And the Lord answered me and he said, Write the vision and, it, and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by, that he can read it easily and quickly, make it plain. So what I was just saying about how people need to be able to run with vision, you know, that is in your life, is it's vital, it's, it's, it's key. And, you know, when we, when, when my wife and I first started out, you know, we used to, you know, is it the day before cell phones and computers and all those kind of things when we started out we wrote everything down on little index cards we wrote something down that we were believing for we wrote something down that that from the word that we we wanted to remind ourselves of you know and through the years um one, one of the first uh, and i'm saying this because one of the first things that develops what we're talking about tonight redemptive revelation 
And, and I, I'm going to call redemptive revelation, just because that's such a long statement, I'm going to call it a knowing. When, 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 when what I've been redeemed from and, and redeemed into becomes real to me, it's a knowing. Okay? So, when we were developing this knowing on the inside of who we were in Christ, we did everything that we could think of to make ourselves aware of what God said about us. So we put scriptures everywhere, in our car, and in, in, in the mirrors, and on the doors. And, you know, I mean, we taped stuff to the doors, and it looked screwy, you know, but, but it didn't matter. We wanted it where we could see it, you know. We wanted it before our eyes all the time. We taught our girls to do that, to put it before their eyes and their ears. And as time went on, it became real to us to make confession just lists of confessions and things that we spoke over ourselves every day. To this day, that redemptive revelation continues to evolve because of the things that we speak. I mean, one of the reasons is because of what we speak over ourselves every day. I'm just going to read you a couple of things that, that I say over myself. My wife and I speak the word over our marriage and over ourselves on a daily basis. Um, but we speak things personally over ourselves. And, and so one of the things that I began to do was to write things down that made me think and, and made my mind go to the opposite of how I might feel a certain day. And the more I did that, it became so real to me that when I feel a certain way, I might feel tired, but what I say over myself every day is the opposite of being tired no matter how I feel. doesn't mean that if you've had a long day or you've had a long week or a month or a year or whatever, you feel tired at certain times. But the more you meditate on that and talk it, okay, the way God wants you to live and exist is not going to happen because of your choice to give in to how you feel. This is vital to understanding how to fulfill vision in God. One of the things that I say over myself is this every day. I have energy. I'm at peace. I'm a doer. I'm energetic. I'm unselfish. I'm, I'm healthy and strong. I'm a winner. I live in more than enough. I walk in the love of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm fearless. I'm disciplined. I speak positive confessions. I tell the truth. I'm organized. I walk in self-control. I'm healed. I never say the wrong thing and several other things. But those statements, I have those statements and I'll change this periodically, but these statements came out of years of taking scriptures and quoting those scriptures. And I'm not saying I don't quote scriptures, but I take things that the word says that I am. That means what I've been redeemed into. I'm fearless. Why? Because 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. So I can say I'm fearless and be in line with the word of God. So I don't have to say, well, 2 Timothy, well, I, you, and you can say that, but I've learned to condense things so that it's something that my mind can really be aware of on a day-to-day -day basis when fear tries to grip my heart. No, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm fearless. 
I am fearless. Fear has no place in me. doesn't matter what happens, what situation I face, there is no fear. I was gone with my father this week and a situation happened and <clears throat> I called my wife and I was just telling her, you know, it, 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 it wasn't a labor. A situation happened with him, with my dad, and had to, had to be confronted by some people over some silly thing. And I just, what came out of me was the favor of God. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We have the favor of God. And my dad has the favor of God because I'm with him. He has a favor of God otherwise, but I included him. I brought him under my covering right then as I spoke the word. See, we had the favor of God. It wasn't about 30 minutes and the whole situation was worked out, and those people apologized for what happened. You say, well, that would have happened anyway. Well, maybe, maybe not. I'm not taking a chance. Huh? I'm allowing my mouth to declare what the Word of God says. That's a part of this finish complete thing that we have to have that creates and causes vision to evolve okay so follow with me on this i don't want to get off my plan and what i want to want to finish up here um so writing it down but making sure that what you write down comes out of your mouth on a day on a daily day on a day-to-day basis <clears throat> And then, and then from what I say about myself, okay, then comes what, what evolves from that is that when you read the verse, when you read a verse of scripture, you read a passage and you've been meditating on that. And all of a sudden you see or you hear it preached that God didn't create you to be in debt. Okay? As the revelation of the word is becoming strong, you begin to declare over yourself this. I'm debt free. I'm debt free. The peace of God rules in my marriage. You might be in a situation where you have children and, and maybe some of them appear that they're going astray. No, no. God has promised my whole house, all of my children will f- are fearing God and loving God and following God. You, you understand? There's, see, and, 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 and it's, it's the redemptive, it's the revelation of God, it's the understanding of His Word that gives you insight about the things that you're to speak over yourself. All of that is a part of the vision for your life. See, the vision for my life cannot be if I'm, if I'm lining myself up with God's word, it can't be a life full of debt. It can't, it, it can't be a life full of sickness and disease and the lack of peace and no sleep. The Bible says that he promises his beloved sweet sleep. You may have gone through a whole stretch of time, where you, 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 maybe years that you went where you didn't sleep. Well, as you're allowing the word to become real and you see that, then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, I've been redeemed from the lack of sleep and I've been redeemed into sweet sleep. But that doesn't just, that may not happen overnight. But when you begin to see that sweet sleep is yours because of other things that you've seen manifest, then it's like it's just a matter of time. It may be a week, it may be two weeks, it may be a month or a year. But you're going to endure, and you're going to stay with it, 
And you're going to, like the scripture says, tarry. We don't use that word. But to tarry is to endure, to be patient, to wait, to, to do the things you're supposed to do with an expectation until it comes. That, that's what tarry means. And, and so, so we have to be a people that are patient and that we endure with the promises. It's through faith and trust and confidence in God and patience that we inherit what He promised. Remember I talked th- th- this morning about Moses' life and that he, he lived in the palace, right? And, and then he lived in a time of preparation for what, God, what God's promise and His purpose was for Moses at the end, what he, what he put him on this planet for, and to see that fulfilled. And, and so we have to understand, as we're walking out this journey of ours, that these principles, they never change, but the principles evolve. You know, the content of the principles evolve over time, but they never change. They never change. You're, you're not going to get out of a life where you don't have to, you're not in a place where you're developing and preparing for some of the next things that God has for you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, everything that God has for your life is right behind revelation. It's right behind it. Because when it becomes real to you on the inside, it's as good as done. Amen? So, then the next thing, okay, so, so I, I want to paint this. So, to develop and write out vision in your life on, on, for you to have for today on, okay, you've got, if, if you haven't already, and, 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 and like I said, vision is always evolving, you've got to write out things that you are confessing from God's Word. And, and once you do that, as you continue to do that, and maybe you're at a level where you're at a place where some of the things that I mentioned about declaring that you're debt-free or that peace is in your marriage or whatever that is, if you're at that place, that you've got to write it down. You've got to make it clear to yourself what needs to be spoken out of your mouth. And then, and then the third part of it is, being able to listen and hear the voice of the Spirit and write down the things that God gives you about applying what you're saying, you know, the revelation of what you're saying, applying those truths in day-to-day situations and anything and everything that God has for you in your life. The Bible says that God's Word is a, it's, it's a, a light, a, a lamp to your feet, and it's a light to your path. And, and as revelation is being developed, it begins to lighten the path and you begin to see clearly things that God's called you to do. Let's say today, I'm just using real random examples, but let's say today that, um, that you are, um, you, you work for Cecil Atkinson Motors, you're a mechanic for Cecil Atkinson. And let's just say that the way you got to that was because Maybe your father was a mechanic, so you followed in your father's footsteps, but your father wasn't born again. He had no revelation in his life, so what, what he did in life 
Maybe it was because his father was or something. Who knows? But you, let's say you started being a mechanic and, and working a job, and then you got a job at Cecil Atkinson. And then let's say that, that you, as a person, you got born again. And you begin to hear teachings like this and about what you've been redeemed from and what you've been redeemed into. And you, your eyes begin to be opened up and you begin to have some understanding about certain things. Well, what I'm going to say about that person, because this is just random, what I'm going to say about that person is that more than likely what he's doing is not the plan for his life. Okay? Because there was no there was no ability for him or anybody around him to, to show him how to hear the voice of God. And so if a person's, number one, not born again, his spirit man is dormant, so there's no communication between him and the Holy Spirit, so what that person's going to do is the best that he can in life. Let's just use another example. Let's say that you know, you're the owner of a Fortune 500 company. Let's say you, you know, your, your father and mother went to Yale University and your grandparents went to Yale and so you went to Yale and now you own, you know, uh, wealth has been passed down in your life and, and so this is where you're at. And, and let's say, let, let's take the, the mechanic at Cecil Atkinson and the, and the Fortune 500 company owner it's worth millions and probably billions of dollars. Let, let's take the two of them, and neither one of them are born again. Because the guy that was raised in a home where his dad was a wealthy person, and he has wealth, and he has, he has, he's, quote, successful in the business world, is that any different than the guy that his father was a mechanic, and he's working as a mechanic? Is there any difference? Is the guy that has all the money fulfilling the plan of God and the guy over here, he's got to get out of that job and find out something to do and be successful at it? No. I say there's no difference. In other words, the hand that they were dealt, remember what I said this morning, there's one thing that you were not able to choose and that was your parents. So who you were born to and the world you were born into, you had no control over that. And where I believe that most people live their life, or it's been this way in the past, live their life and not fulfill the purpose and plan that God had for their lives is because they've never learned to hear the voice of the Spirit. One of the things that my wife and I did years ago was we started, I heard Brother Kenneth Hagin teach on this back in the early 80s. I heard a set of tapes of his. You may not know who he was. He was the... Uh, kind of the present-day father of the faith message is what they called him. And uh, at a school up in Tulsa, Oklahoma that's still going, his son runs it, Rama Bible Training Center. And I heard him say that God showed him to pray the prayer in Ephesians, in Ephesians 1 and um, verse 16, starts with verse 16. Actually, put that up there and let's just pray this real quick. But he talked about how God told him to pray this prayer every day over himself. And when, we've, when we first heard that, that's what we started doing. Every day for years and years and years, we prayed this prayer in Ephesians 1. Do you have it? <clears throat> Paul said, to, this is to the church at Ephesus, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us, or toward, you know, we just made this personally, toward me, as I believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. What does that sound like? Redemptive revelation. So when we begin to pray that, what happened was God, things began to evolve in our lives. When I met my wife, I was playing college golf. I'd just been born again for about a year, if even that. No, it wasn't even a year. Yeah, that's right. It was just about six months that I'd been born again. And what happened was, um, from that point on, I began to have this real strange sense on the inside of me. I mean, up until that point, golf gave me everything. It was my, all my fulfillment was in that game. And then all of a sudden, I just, it was like, you know, I had, I had to like slap myself, you know, get out of that, you know. You're going to you have a college scholarship and you're going to play and you're going to play professional. And yeah, 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 I love this game. And I had to tell myself, I love this, I love this, you know. And the farther I'd go, I'd think, I don't really like this. I didn't tell anybody that, you know. But I had to convince myself it because when I got born again, when I, when I got born again, what kicked in was my spirit and my human spirit and the Holy Spirit began to have conversations. <laughs> and we began to talk. And he began to say things that I wasn't really able to hear and began to say to me, this isn't what I've called you to do. Now, now I didn't hear him say that, but that's what was happening. That was the beginnings of it. This isn't, your, this isn't what I had planned for you before the foundation of the world. See, I didn't have the choice to the parents I was born into, so my dad was a golfer. Duh, I played golf. Right? So, I mean, that doesn't always happen that way, but, I mean, it was free, so, you know. I mean, I got free clubs, free balls, free play it everywhere, and everybody, you know, whatever. So it was, seemed like a good thing. So as time went on, I began to have another sense. And, you know, I met my wife. I didn't think I would ever get married early, but when I got born again, things changed. I didn't know if I'd ever get married at all. But things changed, you know, and couldn't get her away from me. No, I did. <clears throat> and, uh, and we got married. And, and when, when we got married and, and I was born again and she was born again and we began to hear teaching like this, okay, the redemptive revelation began to come alive in us. And so we began to pray that prayer. And so we begin to write down things that God showed us about our life, you know. And I've got notebooks. I have notebooks in my office that have list of things that we wrote down. And some, we'd write something down, we'd cross through it. We'd write something down, we'd cross through it. And, and there are things on some of those original lists that haven't been fulfilled. And that was 36 years ago in August that we've been married It'll be 36 years in August. And, and there are some things on those lists that haven't been fulfilled, but yet those things are still real in us. You know, I mean, there's lots of stuff that was fulfilled, but there's things that weren't fulfilled. And, and as, we, as we went along, 
and, and up here on, on the property, we found this piece of property. We prayed this thing through because we had spoken this prayer and, and we believed that God would speak to us. We knew that we were supposed to have this piece of property. We, for the first time, borrowed money to buy this piece of property and paid it off in four years. And we got a price for this piece of property that people are just shocked about. Some of you don't even know, but we own 122 acres here, you know, on, on this land. <clears throat> and so along the way, you know, things happen. But in the, in, in, in a, at a certain time in the journey, there was kind of a wrench that got thrown in. And, and, and a couple of things happened along the journey. And a couple of those things that happened... You know, you know, you can have a whole list of great things and then there can be a couple things that make something look like, you know, maybe we ought to just quit. Maybe we shouldn't even do this. Why should we do this? Why are we continuing to do this? I'm talking about thoughts that come to your head. And if you don't have settled in your heart who you are in Christ and what he's called you to do, those circumstances will talk you out of it. Hmm? I'm telling you, those circumstances will say, there's no way I quit, I give up. Listen to me. Most people that don't see the promise fulfilled are the ones that quit during prep time. And for Moses, prep time was the wilderness. And for a lot of us, it's like wilderness experience. Because you're not hearing anything else from God. Like Brandon Holler said, you know, that time giant just screaming at you. Hey, why? look at all these other people. They did this. What about you? You worthless piece of whatever. <clears throat> you know, you'll never accomplish anything. That time giant, man, you're already this age or that age or whatever. And, and if you don't do it now, what's going to happen? And yada, 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 all that. And those are the lies of the enemy trying to stop the vision that God put in your heart. <clears throat> Can you see tonight? That what's so vital in what your lists say that you write down, however you do it, wherever you put your vision down, that <clears throat> what, what's so vital <clears throat> is that you get that. Somebody, somebody get me a water. Uh, I need to, yeah, thank you. Um, what's, so, what's so vital is that, that the vision evolve from the revelation. Because nobody can talk you out of revelation. People can talk you out of a lot of things, but they can't talk you out of revelation. Not when revelation, thank you, when revelation has become real to you. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, so I want you to look at this. I'm, I'm going to read these couple of verses of Scripture couple of passages here. One's found in Psalm 37. <clears throat> Go back and, and read this. There's about six or seven verses I'm going to read here, and you go back and look at them, but I'm going to just make a couple of strong points here. He said, do not fret, verse 1 of Psalm 37, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. And one, one translation, I think it's the 
the Amplified. No, it's another translation. It says, it says, dwell in the land, and here it says feed, but it says cultivate on his faithfulness, or develop his faithfulness. Dwell in the land and cultivate and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. God will cause things to come to pass, but what, what do you have to do? You've got to, you've got to develop and cultivate the faithfulness in his word, the faithfulness in what you've believed he's told you is true, okay, as, as you're developing your ability to hear his voice, and then you being faithful to stay with it, realizing he will bring it to pass. God will cause it to come to pass. Now, Look back at the Habakkuk scripture and look at the third verse. <clears throat> it says this. Verse 3, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end or the fulfillment. The vision does. The vision, in, in other words, the vision, the redemptive revelation inside of you, the understanding of what you've been delivered from and into, that has the power to push the vision forward. That's where the power is. It's not in what you and I can do to help it out. It's, it's in, in us believing it. See, as we cultivate faithfulness in Him and we trust Him, it says He will bring it to pass. But watch this. It will not deceive you, and it will not disappoint you. Mm. Though it tarry, okay, there's that word again. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not be behind-handed on its appointed day. In other words, it won't be short or, or take too long if... If you're tearing or waiting or in, in that time where you're staying faithful to what God said and you're developing that and not getting your eyes off what is not happening. Because how many times in the Scripture do we see where someone that stayed with the vision, what God told them to do, and they were faithful, that one day, bam, you think Joseph was prepared in the natural, in his head, to be the second in command of the whole world? <laughs> one night he's in the prison, and the next morning, <laughs> put the ring on your finger and do everything he tells you. But what did he have? He had experience. With what? With redemptive revelation. He had experience with the Word of God. God was faithful, and, and he stayed true to the faithfulness of God. He stayed true to it, and he never backed off. Even when, they, even when he was accused wrongly, even when they said all kinds of things about him, he stayed faithful to his God. When they bowed down and they worshipped other gods, he wouldn't bow down. He, he honored the people, and he said, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. 
he, 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 had this, he had this humility and this humbleness about him that caused him to rise to levels where people could see something on him. They could see the vision in his heart on the outside of him because it was written on the tablet of his heart. Nobody could talk him out of it. And listen to me. This is a year of abundance. And, and, I, and I've... I have had, I've seen a number of things, Becky and I have seen a number of things through the years that happened to us, not huge things, but things that just from one night to the next something changed or from one moment to the next there was change. I'm telling you what I believe for your lives are there going to be some things that you have stood for, that you've been faithful, that you stayed faithful to God and because the revelation is a part of you, you're going to see things happen from one day to the next. You know what that's called? Suddenly. And we did, this last year, we not talked a lot about suddenlies. Yeah. But, but how, would you un, how would you even know what I'm talking about had we not talked about those things before? There's going to be some suddenlies happen. You, you, do you ever, have you ever thought that if you prayed for somebody that was an irritant to you, that if you prayed for them, that overnight... Your whole attitude could change. Now, it didn't happen overnight because more than likely you're going to have to pray for them for a couple of years. <laughs> but over one night, I mean, one day to the next, you walk in, man, you wanted to kick him in the hind end, and you walk in the next day, and everything's changed. Everything's changed. Why? Because the effectual, fervent prayer of righteous people accomplishes much. Most people. Don't know if that'll happen or not because they won't take the time or be consistent. Well, I prayed for about six days and just nothing happened. Hmm, your endurance is taking me back. But it won't happen if we're not daily declaring what God has delivered us from and brought us into. That's where I have to be aware. That, that confession that I just read to you earlier. A couple others that, that are important to me on a daily basis. I mean, I just I think about them all the time. I'll make sure I'm saying exactly right. Today, the Holy Spirit is revealing everything that the Father has done for me. Today, the Holy Spirit is reminding me. When I need a reminder, the Holy Spirit is there to remind me. Everything the Father has done for me. I'm not in fear of, be, of being a failure. <clears throat> I'm not in fear of failure. It's not like it looks with anything. Everything today in my life is subject to change. Everything is subject to change. Things that, that, that I have about 45 of these and they change at different times, but I'll speak them for long periods of time, just reminding myself of what I've been delivered from and when something I face on a day-to-day -day basis telling me opposite, no, the Bible says this. The Word of God says this, and what it does is it strengthens me to endure to the end because th this passage says, what did I do? I went back to the other one. Because the passage in Habakkuk says, in verse 3, that though it tarry, wait earnestly for it. And, and right there, the, the tearing part, the waiting earnestly, is developing your life. I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting for God to do something. 
I'm waiting with and developing my expectation for what God has promised He's able to perform. Realizing there's nothing in the natural I can do to make that happen other than doing the things He's told me to do. That's why it's so important to hear His voice. And the more I hear His voice, then I'm confident. So when I'm praying that Ephesians 1 prayer, that the eyes of my understanding are open and enlightened so I can know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of His glory, what the inheritance is that I have a right to, and and what my purpose, what my plan is on, on the earth. Those things just evolve. The difficulty with what I'm talking to you about tonight with, with, with most people is that when people get tired and they get frustrated in the preparation time, no matter how long that is, if Moses' preparation was 40 years. So if yours has just been five or ten, you know, be glad you're not, you're not Moses' deal. But, but, but remember, Moses became very successful in preparation time. It's not something you just wait around to handle. And, 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 and really, it doesn't even look like that what he was promised to do <laughs> was a promotion. You gave me this, these five million whiny Jews, you know, to have to lead. <laughs> but you know what? His 40 years, that's why it took 40 years of preparation so he'd be ready to lead that bunch, right? But he fulfilled the plan and the purpose. And I'm telling you, you know, when you read about the end of Moses' life, that's what he says. His eyes were not dim, neither were his natural forces abated at 120 years old. He was, he, he had it all functioning and operating. Hmm? Because some of his strongest years were the last 40 years of his life because he was fulfilling what God had planned for him. God has, you know, the, 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 the scripture in, in um, Jeremiah 29. Look at this. <clears throat> Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's his plan. Anything contrary to that is no good. Actually, actually, for God, see, God looks at the heart, not on the outward. And actually, what God saw in Moses was an honor. I made a promise In other words, God was saying, I made a promise over 400 years ago that I would lead them out of bondage. And you're the man. Think about that. Over all of God's people, to lead them out of bondage and into the promised land. Now Moses didn't lead him in. But there was another man that did. But Moses fulfilled his purpose and what God put him here to do. And, and I tell you what, there's no greater, there's not a safer place, there's not a more fulfilling place to be in the place that God has for you and to fulfill that purpose and that plan. Amen. Can you say amen to that? So, um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> I, I want to use this as an example as I kind of bring this together. I'm going to read one more passage of Scripture. Um, 
But, but in, this, in this verse where it says, though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not, it will not be behindhand on its appointed day. And, and I, like what the, I like the way that the New King James says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. And I really like that. I want to focus on that as I, as I kind of bring a couple things together here. <clears throat> it, it, it will speak at the end. Remember I mentioned Hitler to you earlier? Um, there was no voice at the end of Hitler's life. You know, he died prematurely because of his choices. Um, anybody, anybody ever watched Fixer Upper? L- lift your hand if you watched Fixer Upper. Joanna and, and what's his name? Chip Gaines. <laughs> They're awesome people out of Waco. <clears throat> anybody ever seen on YouTube the video that Joanna Gaines did? Anybody see the video? Okay, just a few of you. So go and just type in Joanna Gaines and it'll come up. And in her video, she talks about how she, her Magnolia store in Waco, she had opened. And she worked really hard and, you know, things were not happening like she wanted them to. And one day she heard God and, and God told her, I want you to close this down and raise your kids. They have four kids, uh, right? Four. And, and, and I want you, uh, this is just a short version of it. But, but she's born again, spirit-filled Christian and talks about it on this video. And said that God told her, uh, and he didn't say, you'll open it later. He said, close it and raise your kids. And she closed it, and she raised her kids. And she raised her kids for a period of time, and then she talks in this video that the Lord gave her a release to go back and start it and open it. And she opened it. Remember, it's, a, it's an appointed time. And she opened it, and I don't know, the rest is history right? Because why? She heard the voice of God, right? It's key. I I encourage you to go and and listen and watch that video on YouTube. Um, And I'm going to use my wife and I as an example. We came here in 1989, and God gave us a vision to make disciples of Jesus Christ. That That was our whole vision, and that vision has evolved over time. And along the way, as we, as I said earlier, as we heard God about buying this piece of property, we did what God said. But along the way, there were some things, in the last few years, there were some things that tried to stop what we were doing. <clears throat> and another time, we'll talk more in detail about that. As, as we're through all of that, uh, we'll talk in more detail. But when you know what you've been called to do, you can't stop no, no matter what. You understand? And when you're doing what God told you to do, then all that matters is the voice at the end. That's all that matters. And, and when you know that you know that you know you were called to do something, even when you go through seasons where it doesn't appear like it's happening like you thought it was going to happen, if you stay with it, if you stay with it, it'll produce. And anybody that's ever done anything in the Bible, experienced those long periods of time. And when I say long, like in God, it's not, it's not about how many years or how, many, how much time you have to spend you know, in a wilderness situation. Because God doesn't, he doesn't send us to the wilderness, but he'll lead us through it. 
God will not send it. But our choices at times will position us in wilderness situations. But right then, if you'll listen to his voice, he'll lead you through the wilderness, out of the wilderness, and to a higher place. Amen? He'll always do that. He's always done it in Scripture. He'll always do that. And at Gates of the City, <clears throat> there, there are some things that we thought would have already been accomplished here in, in, in the natural, like in our building. We've got a coffee bar to finish. We've got classrooms. We've got, we have a cafeteria in here and a dining room that, that we've got to finish. We've got an upstairs that we have the plans and everything for. We have more parking out here that's got to be finished and things that need to be developed and, and worked on. The front of our property, there's some work that needs to be done with that. You know, some of you may have come here and thought that, well, you know, they don't even re- they're not even noticing that something's not done a certain way. No, I notice it a whole lot more than you do. Every time I drive on the property, I notice it. But what I'm reminded of is what God promised me. You see? And, and all those things finished, they're not the vision but they're part of what it takes to see people drawn. And, to, and, and so the building and the facility and the land and everything that we have here is it, it's, it's, it's connected to the vision, but it's not the vision. But you have to have these things. And the way we've gotten this to this point has been a miracle. I mean, people just drive on this property. They don't, most people that drive on this property, they don't realize what's not finished. Because of the view, because of how much we have, you know, God's done an amazing thing here, but we haven't even seen the beginning of what we'll fulfill in this place because of what God promised us, you know, and that's never left us. That's why 27 years later, even though we've not fulfilled some of the things that we thought we would have fulfilled at an earlier time, we haven't been able to quit, see, and we'll never quit. How can you quit what you know God has promised. You can't, you see? But I think it's, it's a testimony to have the, the, the will and the desire and the vision to continue. That part of that is a testimony. Everybody's journey is different. Other people have done things a lot quicker in, in certain ways. But if you compare and you look at what other people have done, and instead of what we're doing here, then you'll get distracted. God doesn't want you distracted. He wants you to stay connected to the house so that your visions are fulfilled and, and manifested. And one thing just across the board that I've noticed, and, 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 I'll, and I'm going to read this passage. <clears throat> what I've noticed through the years in a, lot of my, in a lot of my pastor friends, I just got a word about some crazy thing that happened with a, another pastor friend of mine. And... Uh, and, and I, you know, what happens so much of the time is that, is that individual visions, pe- people come into the church and a lot of, uh, you know, some, in, in a lot of, lot of ways, and don't misunderstand me when I say this, but in a lot of ways, people will come into the church kind of in emotional wreck because they're looking for something. I know I did. When I came into the church, I was a, you could say I was an emotional shipwreck, you know, when I came into the church. Well, when people come in to certain environments, there's things that are not right. Well, when you come into this environment and you start hearing the word preach, how many of you, the, the first six or eight months that you heard the word preach to, you thought I was preaching right at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even today. 
<laughs> but but you, 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 you feel that way because you're hearing something that you've never heard before, and yet you, what you feel like is that it's something that was missing, that you didn't get, see? So when people come into the body and they, they start getting liberated in their souls and, and they get free, all of a sudden confidence begins to be built. And over time, if, especially if, you know, if they get corrected about something or whatever, I don't know what happens sometimes, people begin to overestimate what they have and where they got it. They overestimate themselves and underestimate where they got what they got. See, and that's what you have to keep. You have to keep the connection to the source. And when you keep the connection to the source, then your personal visions will evolve into what God created them to be. Because see, again, it's not, about, it's not about me trying to convince you to move this place forward. This place moves forward as you move forward. You know? But you move forward as this place moves forward. So you can't separate the two. That's why we have to grow and prosper and advance together. So this is a year of what? Abundance, of completeness, of some finished things. And we're going to celebrate those throughout the year. Can you say amen to that? I want to read this to you and then we're going to pray. In Joshua chapter 1, and verse, starting with verse 1. <clears throat> After the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. This is God speaking to Joshua. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea forward, to the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. This is God saying this to Joshua. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and be of good courage. For, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. What, what's Joshua doing? All of a sudden, God's coming to Joshua, who we saw through the Scripture was prepared to handle this. It wasn't like Joshua was going around, you know, advertising, you know, if God comes and talks to you, you tell him I'm the man for the job. You know, he wasn't bidding for a position or whatever. Why didn't Caleb get it? Because God said this was his plan, right? God spoke to him, you're the man. And you know, and, and, and verse, verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. This is a year of prosperity and abundance for every one of you if you'll embrace it and receive it and learn to walk in it. And, you know, when God speaks to you and He ministers to you what your part is in what you do day to day, 
what your part is in, in making sure that the vision that he's planting in your heart is, is doing the moving forward, not you, but you're doing your part to advance it, then you and God are working together. See, now we're not working against him, but we're working with him. We're for him. He's already for us. We just have to be for him and what his purpose and plan. I'm going to tell you again, God is already for you. Amen? He just wants you for him. And you and I doing it together and working with him so that our visions advance. So as you, as you are writing visions down <clears throat> and you're developing these visions that you're writing down on a day-to-day basis, as you're developing them, what Habakkuk 2 says that you have to do is tarry. And what does tarry mean? To be patient, to be patient with action. The only way I can be patient when something isn't happening is by hearing God. And being reminded every day because of what I confess and what I say of what God has promised. And Abraham finally came to the place after 20 plus years of his life. He finally came to a place where he believed that what God had promised, he was able to perform it. Amen? And it's no different with you. And when you and I are convinced of that, on the other side of that (laughs) is the fulfillment of promise. And I, I'm looking at a lot of people in this place that I say this is the year of the fulfillment of promises. Not every promise, but certain promises that you stood for. And, and it's, it's, a, it's an appointed time. And God knows that appointed time because he knows your heart is ready to handle what's going to come your way. And that's what God wants. He wants you to be able to handle what's coming your way. Stay connected and stay focused on what God is telling you about your vision so that your vision is connected to this place. This place is connected to your vision, and we're fulfilling this whole thing together. Amen? We're doing it together. Can you say amen?